there, and welcome to In My Words, Jumo's podcast series that brings the experiences of real patients directly to you. At Jumo, we provide resources for children and families to understand, manage, and own their health. Sign up for free at jumohealth.com. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Rebecca Shelkin, and for today's episode, I'm so excited to be here with my very best friend in the world, Carrie Ann. She's been living with a chronic condition for over 10 years, and she's going to share a little bit about that with us today. Hi, Kara. Hi. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what you like to do? So my name's Carrie Ann. Um, I'm from New Jersey, and I live with my fiance, with my cat and my dog, and um, I like to bake, cook, uh, watch movies, and I have Crohn's disease. For those that are not familiar with Crohn's disease, it's an inflammatory bowel disease that affects the digestive tract, anywhere from your esophagus to your large intestine, but mostly affects the large and small intestines. It's an autoimmune disease, which means that the immune system is not working properly and attacks the lining of your intestines, causing inflammation. Carrie when were you diagnosed with Crohn's disease? I was first diagnosed when I was 15. And how did that go? What symptoms were you experiencing and what led to that initial diagnosis? So when I was first diagnosed, I was constantly, I had uh, stomach pains, I had constant diarrhea, always wanting to go to the bathroom. And I first went to the doctor and they prescribed me as having IBS. And so they prescribed me on a bunch of different medications. I kept going back to the doctor and and you know, going on different medications, and I finally told my mom it's it's still not working. Um, we went to a gastroenterologist because my you know my grandmother had has Crohn's disease, and so my mom was like, you know, let's just go and see a gastroenterologist. You know, Dee Dee has Crohn's disease, so we might as well get you checked out. Um, so that's how I initially found out. I had a colonoscopy, and they found nine ulcers in my small intestine. They told me right then and there that I had Crohn's disease. Wow. So talk to me a little bit about what you were feeling leading up to that. Were you scared? Were you nervous? So you knew that your grandma had Crohn's disease, but did you know what that meant? I didn't really know what it meant. I, you know, I, I always saw my grandmother in the bathroom, constantly watching what she was eating, but I never really knew what Crohn's disease was. I always heard the, you know, the term getting thrown around. But, I, you know, once I heard that I had Crohn's disease, I was definitely afraid, and I didn't really know what to think about it. But it almost made me feel a little bit better that my grandma had it, and knowing that somebody else in my family had it, and um, knowing I could go to somebody to talk to about it. So after you were diagnosed, tell us how that went. After they said the term Crohn's disease, what was your journey like after that? So once they told me I had Crohn's disease, they immediately put me on a steroid and you know that worked for a little while probably for about a year or two and then they put me on a different type of drug that was a immunosuppressant and they also and then you know once that stopped working they put me on the drug that I was previously on that was a steroid and continued on the immunosuppressant so both so both at the same time so I was, you know, I, I tried a, a bunch of different drugs throughout the whole process. It was probably on, you know, five or six different types of medication throughout five or six years. Tell us about those medications in terms of what you had to do. 
Were they all pills? Any shots? Uh, when I first got diagnosed, it was all oral medications. Uh, the first one was a steroid. That was an oral. Um, the second one was also an oral, and that was a immunosuppressant. Um, and then it got a little bit more intense in terms of what I had to do. So I had to do self-injections in my leg. And I had side effects when I did that. It, you know, I was constantly throwing up and just had an adverse reaction to it. And once that stopped working, they put me on a, I actually had to go into a hospital to get an IV where I was in a room with other people that had um, blood transfusions or chemotherapy. And so that was a little bit frightening for me because it was, it was, you know, you were thinking about, you know, am I really this sick where I'm in a room with all of these people that have cancer and blood transfusions and you know what's wrong with me that I'm having to be in the same room with all these different people that are so sick. That must have been really scary. It definitely was. So you tried all of these different medications for years and then what happened? Um, after I tried the last the last one which was going to the hospital and getting an IV administered I actually had a bad reaction to that where my, my throat was closing up, so they actually had to give me a, a drug to alter my reaction. After that happened, I went back to the doctor, and they said that my that was kind of my last option, was to have that self-injection, and the other option was to have surgery. I don't know, six months after that last uh, injection, I had surgery, and they cut 16 inches of my small intestine out. So how did it feel going into surgery? Were you prepared? Were you scared? What was that like? I was prepared in the sense of I knew what was happening. I was definitely ready for it. Um, I was sick and tired of going through all these different medications and different types of things that just weren't working for me. I, I mean, I was prepared in the sense of that, but I was definitely scared in the sense of you're going in for major surgery where they're cutting parts of your body out. <laughs> and hoping that it, that'll help. So you had surgery to remove the section of your small intestine that was most inflamed and affected by Crohn's disease. Tell me what your experience has been since then. How have you felt? So after my surgery, I haven't been any, on any medication. I had surgery in, two, in 2013. I, I still have flare-ups. I still have be, have to be careful of what I eat. Uh, you know, I can't eat things like salads or vegetables. And why not? Because they're raw? Yeah, I can't eat any raw vegetables, like any roughage that's hard to digest. One major trigger for me is peanut butter. So I can't eat peanut butter, which is one of my favorite things to eat. I guess because of the oils in it and, you know, spicy foods and greasy foods I really can't eat. Well, it certainly sounds like you're doing a lot better and able to manage your condition better after gaining some experience on what works and what doesn't. And of course, as your friend, I have seen in the past few years that you seem so much better. You're out more, you're able to go to dinner with friends and make the right choices that won't leave you sick for the rest of the night, and overall seem to be leading a much happier life now that your Crohn's is under control. So now I'd like to go back to the beginning to when you were first diagnosed with Crohn's disease. How did you explain it to other people? Your family, your brothers and sisters? To all of our listeners out there, Carrie Ann's the youngest of five kids. So there are a lot of people in her life that she had to explain this to. And a lot of friends, including me. 
How did you explain this? Honestly, I don't know that I actually explained it to anybody. I think that having my grandma have it already kind of helped my family figure it out. But when I was, you know, in high school, it was it was harder because I had the constant urgency to go to the bathroom. I had to, you know, always talk to my teachers and tell them, you know, I, I have this disease and I need to be able to run to the bathroom when I need to or, you know, kind of sit by the door so I'm not disrupt- disrupting everybody else. And when you were first diagnosed, did you ever get any materials or anything that helped you understand what Crohn's disease was? You'd have a little bit of an idea because your grandma had had it, but any other explanation from your doctor? I didn't get any like pamphlets or anything like that. Um, I mean, there was there was stuff for the doctor like sitting on the table um, if I wanted to look at it. Um, you know, my doctor obviously described what my symptoms meant. Um, you know, he had that big chart in his office that had a diagram of your small intestine, your large large intestine, all of that kind of thing in his office and kind of, you know, pointed to it and saying, this is your ileum. This is the m- most affected part of your small intestine. That's, that's the problem um, that we have to cut out. But no, there wasn't really, there wasn't a lot of information on it when I first got diagnosed. So Jumo Health has a comic book about Crohn's disease. It features a little boy named Raj who is just about 14 years old, the same age as you were when you were diagnosed. And he runs out of class because he has to go to the bathroom. He's confused. He knows he has Crohn's disease, but not what that really means. It sounds pretty similar to how you've described your feelings and knowledge when you were first diagnosed. So now I want to ask you about being a teenage girl with Crohn's disease. Being a teenager can be tough no matter what, but how did Crohn's disease make this a little bit more difficult? It was definitely hard in high school. That was probably the the toughest years. Um, you know, you'd go over to a friend's house and immediately have to go to the bathroom. And, you know, you have all these people at their house and you're just stinking up the bathroom and are always nervous that like, oh, no, like, you know, I just I just pooped in the bathroom. What you know, everyone's going to smell it. And, you know, driving to school was always a huge, huge thing. You know, I would be late to school a lot because I would have to actually turn around and go back home because I had to, you know, I had that urgency to go to the bathroom. So it was always, it was always something that, that was always in the back of my mind that um, I, you know, I always had to find where the bathrooms were. If I was going to a store, if I was going to anywhere, you know, outside of my house, I needed to know where the bathrooms were located at any place I went to. So it was definitely embarrassing in the fact that, you know, you're, this teenager and you don't know nobody really knows what you're going through but you you have all these like feelings inside and you don't know how to handle them and nobody knows what you're going through and you just kind of have to figure it out on your own some of those things that you talked about going through are kind of taboo and embarrassing you talked about stinking up the bathroom which all kids probably have to deal with at some point because everyone poops but when you have to go all the time that's something you have to think about a lot more. So over time, did you become more comfortable with just telling people this is how it is, it is what it is? Or are you still a little bit embarrassed? Um, it, it depends on the situation, I guess. I mean, I'm definitely open more. Um, people ask me, you know, if, if I go to work, you know, everybody knows I have Crohn's disease. Everyone, you know, I'll go to the bathroom and be like, listen, guys, don't go in the bathroom. It really smells in there. It really stinks, <laughs> you know. Um, but... 
it, it kind of depends on where I am. You know, if I'm if I'm at somebody's house that I don't know, yeah, I still get embarrassed when I, you know, stink up their bathroom and, you know, it's a one-staller. I mean, it, again, it, it depends on, on who I'm around and, and what the situation is. Right, because when you're with us, your friends, you're very open to that. Right. So that's great, which is understandable that there are situations where you do feel comfortable talking about it and situations where you don't. Right. So you can relate to Raj running to the bathroom in a hurry. Absolutely. So now let's talk about some things that might be important to kids as they get older. Drinking alcohol. Some people do it, some people don't, but it seems like Crohn's disease might have a big impact on what you can and cannot drink. Is that true? It definitely is. Beer is more, is harder to digest than wine or hard liquors. So how is that when you're going to college, being a young adult, trying to find yourself, and having all these restrictions that your peers might not have? You know, college was actually very difficult for me because that was probably the worst, the worst my symptoms ever were. That, and that was actually the main reason I actually had to come home. I would eat the healthiest thing I could, you know, I would eat a sandwich and have to run to the bathroom. I would drink a, a glass of water and have to run to the bathroom, you know. And I remember actually calling my doctor at one point and saying, I, I think something's really wrong. I have, um, you know, I'm, I'm basically just diarrheaing straight blood. Oh my gosh. You know, he was like, no, you know, that's, it's actually normal with Crohn's disease. You can, you can definitely do that. Just, you know, just be careful of what you're eating, what you're drinking. Um, just, you just have to be very careful. So this was happening while you were away, not at home with your parents and your siblings. It must have been really scary. Yeah. I mean, the, the second that the first time it happened, I called my mom on the phone and I said, you know, mom, this is happening to me. What do I do? And, you know, I, I got in contact with my doctor and, and he made me feel a little bit better about it. He made me, made me feel that it was normal, that it was, it wasn't, I wasn't dying. <laughs> so it, it was definitely better than, than what you would think if your, you know, blood is in the toilet. So this reassurance made you feel better, but you knew it was not normal in the sense that it happens to most people. No, it's definitely not normal. I remember my doctor saying, as long as the blood is red and it's not black, you're fine. Wow. So how was that in terms of having relationships? Not only romantic relationships, but relationships with roommates. You're living a lot closer with peers in college than probably ever before. So what was that like? I mean, again, it was a kind of a situation where you're comfortable with some people and, com and not as comfortable with others. My roommate, she knew everything that was going on. All my, all my friends in college knew what was going on. So they knew if I was gone for, you know, a half hour at a party or I, if I wasn't in class that there was a reason for it. I was very open in college. I told everybody what was going on and everybody knew and was pretty understandable about it. And was that the same situation with romantic partners? Did you tell them what was going on? Yeah, I definitely told the guys that I dated. I actually had one situation where the, the one of the guys that I dated said, I can't date you because you have Crohn's disease because it'll get in the way. Really? Yeah, he said, you know, I want to be able to go on vacations and not have to worry about you being sick or something like that. And that's, I mean, that's kind of when you realize it's not the right person for you. Wow, yeah. Talk about dodging a bullet with that guy. Disclaimer, now she does have the right person for her and she's engaged, so it all worked out in the end. So now, let's talk about your advice for kids. Now that you're 26 years old, you've had over a decade of experience living with the condition. 
What's your advice for young boys and girls who have Crohn's disease? My advice would be to just be open about it, not be, not feel embarrassed. It's completely normal what you're going through. And although some other people might not understand it, um, there's plenty of people that will accept you for what you have and will understand what you're going through and just enjoy being a kid. I would also recommend learning as much as you can, um, talking to your doctors about everything and trying to get as much information as you can about your disease and your situation. I wish I had Jumo Health um, when I was a kid. So do you think that the resource you saw featuring Raj would have been helpful to you when you were 15 and just diagnosed? I do. I think it was really um, informative and very relative to what I went through. Great. So now to close things out, tell us about how you're living now and how Crohn's is affecting you currently. So right now I am you know, I'm 26 years old. I am engaged and I feel great. I I have ups and downs, but every day, you know, I realize that it just gets better and better. So Crohn's is just a part of your journey. You may have to watch what you eat and watch what you drink, but it's a part of you and you've learned to manage it over the years. Right. I have to watch what I eat and be cautionary of, you know, my stress levels. And that's pretty much it. Kara, thank you so much for sharing your story with our In My Words listeners. I knew that your story and experiences would be super helpful for other kids out there who have Crohn's disease, or for those that have a brother or sister or a best friend with Crohn's. Thanks, Beck. If you're interested in Jumo Health's resource featuring Raj's story with Crohn's disease, Check out our Understanding Crohn's Disease audiobook episode of In My Words, released Wednesday, December 6th. You can also sign up for free at jumohealth.com to read and watch the digital comic of Raj's story. Thanks for listening. Interested in hearing something special or want us to help share your story? Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. The health information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to replace discussions with a healthcare provider. In My Words is produced in New York City and distributed worldwide. In My Words, a Jumo production.